Welcome to the world of Thea, a wondrous and imaginary place where tall ships, magic and adventure, calls to the hearts of many brave women and men such as yourselves. Whether you've come seeking profit, fame, titles, or perhaps even glory for the nations you've chosen to serve, one thing is certain, the more you risk, the greater will be your reward. We send you now to join with your new crew aboard the Seraphim. She's a proud ship, with a stout captain and a strong crew. And even though this be her maiden voyage, your mission is so important that news of it has already begun to spread across the seas. So sharpen your cutlass, prime your muskets, and ready yourselves for the journey of a lifetime. The tides be right, and it's time we were away. Good evening, friends, and welcome back to the Bardic College's presentation of The Secrets of the Seraphim. I'm Raz, your host and uh, storyteller for this night. And we are in New Jersey. And unless you live in New Jersey, maybe you don't understand that if it can go wrong, it happens here. So once again, the Bardic College is recording on a Tuesday, Thursday. And once again, we have electrical storms ripping through the area. Um, snow, sleet, hail, never sunshine on Thursdays in New Jersey, we found out. We have, we have tracked it for a year and we have proven that Thursdays are just a terrible day. But anyway, welcome cast. How are you guys? How's everybody doing tonight? Doing well. How about yourself, sir? Great. If Despite, we could just keep the power on. Despite it being Thursday, I'm bright and sunny. Excellent. Fingers Excellent. crossed, everyone. Fingers crossed. Um, so when we last left the uh, our team, which for you, for everyone at home, was uh, last week in our episode, Gregor had uh, encountered a young boy with a painted white face of, uh, that appeared somewhat like a skull, uh, tried to bring the boy inside. Child was pretty smart, didn't want to go to another crime scene with a man with a big pistol. So he released his hands and fell into the into the bay. Uh, actually, into the, uh, what is it called in this one? It's Black, yeah, Black Spot Bay. And when, by doing so, agitated the captain, who decided he was going to give him something to float with. And instead of it being a donut or some other type of flotation device, it was three ounces of lead. Um, the boy went to the bottom of the, of the bay. Annika and Elisa um, heard the shot, came running for the captain's cabin, and they decided to dispatch. They found Weeshite and dispatched him to the layman's, saying, we have a problem. In the meantime, Jezebel and Ezra have been having a very good time, uh, to quote the mummy, in <laughs> Sunrise Haven. So we'll pick it up there. It's about midnight by time uh, the, layman, the layman's make their way to the boat. They are with a few armed guards, Captain, and um, they stand at the bottom of the gang, the gangway, and look up and uh, announce themselves. And you know, it's Greta and Ui, as we've mentioned before. And Greta yells out, "Permission to come aboard." Sorry, um, permission granted. Please, I do want to uh, clarify. If you don't remember from last time, I did have the crew fish the young boy out. Yes. Okay, so he's his body's in your cabin. I'm up. assuming. Yeah, probably away from prying eyes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Greta and Ui come on board with three very, uh, very capable looking sailors, and Ui looks around. Nice boat. She's like, yes. How very, very. She has a lean line to her. Very nice. Yes, yes, she's brand new. She's brand new. Thinks she's beautiful and all. Get inside. We've got a problem. 
three men look at you and Greta Nui kind of make motions for them to stay calm. Annika, you're on deck as well with uh, Alyssa and uh, you, you're all there. So they look over at you and Annika and they say, sorry for troubles at, ta- at uh, the gate earlier, but you know, sometimes things get a little heated for us. Your men hit my friends. I was more talking about the city watch when they came to, you know, arrest us. Sometimes these things get a little out of hand. Yes, your lack of communication is obvious. We can go. If that works, we can leave. Uh, I really prefer that you're not at the moment. Please. Gregor looks not distraught, just agitated. So they make the symbol of, go ahead, we'll lead, we'll follow you. Okay, I lead them into the, uh, I take them into the cabin, Isabel, or not Isabel, I'm sorry, Annika and Elisa as well. And they walk in and and they both begin to make wards against evil. Um, so I look at, I give them a slightly confused look. Uh, what's that about? What, what is this about? Louis goes, this is bad. This is I, not, not. Good. I, I didn't. I didn't assume that it was pleasant. Uh, he tried to. He tried to get in the ship. He said he was looking for something, and I accidentally shot him. You accidentally shot him. How do you accident? Okay, I shot at him on purpose. I hit him on accident. Oh, well. Who knows about this? Currently, you two and the, and these two, pointing to Elisa and Annika, and the crew on on boat. On and you ship. hear Uwe say, "And mother." Well, of course she knows. I'm sure she does. The boy did mention something about the mother. He he walks over and looks at the kid and goes, "It's Masai." She's like, "Oh, you have to go, go. You have to go now. Get your boat. Get I." I'll find you a pilot, but you have to go. All right. Um, what about the curse? <laughs> well, you can stay and try to convince her not to put a curse on you, but it won't work. It's Masai. She's, he's like, I know, I know. Um, Who is Masai? One of her favorites. That's why he wears the mark. Um he Good he walks both worlds for her. He's well, he only he walks can... one now. Oh. He makes good joke. No, he doesn't. It's I mean yes and no. Look, they look over at you, Annika, and they say, "Flee." Understand? You go. Tell your captain he's not. We leave, and they. I need make... my crew first. I need my. They go like this members. with their hands. They make spinning motions. Their guards begin to walk out of the room, and they just, they leave. They're, they're just walking out. They're like, this is, we don't want to be here. They just walk out of the cabin? They're walking out of the cabin. Okay, Remind so me I... again who this is. Uwe and Greta. The guy, the, the two oh, that no, gave not, the cannons to. Not Uwe and Greta. The child. Oh. The mother. Okay, I probably so... haven't had the chance to ask these questions of the captain. Oh, probably not. So I'm, I'm just, I'm standing here just confused, taking it in. And then finally I just burst out and I go, what is this? 
what is this curse they're talking about? Who is this boy? Who is the mother? I need answers. This young boy was trying to climb into my cabin last night, or earlier this evening. And when I tried to talk to him, he, ra- he jumped off, tried to swim away. I attempted to fire a warning shot and hit him, sadly. He'd mentioned before that if, if I killed him, there would be a curse. If, some, if, if harm came to him, there would be a curse, I believe it was. And you still decided to shoot at him? I'm not the greatest shot. I didn't expect to hit him. Then why would that make you want to shoot anyway if you were such a... Never mind, that's not the point. The point is... Okay. I was trying to scare him. Well, that didn't work, obviously. Obviously. So... Do either of you know where Isabel and Monkey are at the moment? Bar. I'm racking my head, rubbing my temple, just trying to think of anything. I go... What was that leg, hip, knee? I don't, I don't Thighs. know. Isabel was talking, thank you, Annika. Isabel was talking about going there. I'm sure that Ezra would be close by. I'll go get them. All right. Annika goes Do out that. to go find them. I will come with you. So I'll follow her. I will stay here and do damage control. Attempt more damage control. Gather men. Ready the sails. Yeah, I get the, uh, Uwe and Greta said they would have a, they could get a pilot for us. Yes. Um, I have the, the crew that's still on deck making ready the sails, getting us ready for that as soon as the crew is accounted for. Captain, give me a weather chart roll, please. All right. Let's see what you're dealing with today. All right. 20, 21. All right. That should be good seeds. Let me just confirm. You are fine. So you will be able to get out of the harbor and go ahead and make me a roll on a D10. And Lauren, give me a high or low. What would you prefer to see the captain try to roll? Oh my God, high. Okay, go ahead, Gregor. What did you roll? Because we're optimists here. That fell off. I'm sorry. A nine. Okay, so you are actually at high tide. So you can make your way out of Black Spot Bay. Fuck yeah. At least some things are going well. All right, Annika, Alisa. So you make your way uh, through Sunrise Haven and over towards the taverns. It is a little after midnight, probably about 1230 by the time you make uh, Cosette's thighs and John's John's leg. By the time you get there, it's all out war. You hear somebody scream as more shots are fired. Uh, You can't sell a pulled pork for that. You know, that's unacceptable. That's unfair. You're you're undercutting me, you whore. And she's like, I can undercut you because you only got one leg. And boom, 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 shots are going off. Um, there's fights. Patrons surge out of John's leg, about nine of them with bottles and, and uh, blackjacks come running into the center of the street where they're met by seven from the alternate tavern across the street. And it's now a grand melee in this. It just... And usually these end only with bumps, bruises, bloody noses, and a few teeth. Occasionally a good groin kick. Very rarely do fatalities happen because everyone's pretty drunk. Uh, and they don't have the eagle eye shot of Captain Gregor o. Smythe. But um, <laughs> who would, with one shot, kill everybody <laughs> that he aimed at? Um, but they, uh, the fights, do they are long. They do last sometimes for days. 
a pickle barrel gets knocked over, that causes another three patrons to to start screaming and pick it up and start charging and smashing into people. It's it's not just the pickles. Not the, not the pickle barrel. It's uh it's a Donnybrook. Annika, you're tall. Yeah. Um, do you see the angry uh the angry where, Castilian? Do you see the angry Castilian anywhere? She's probably on an elevated surface. Do I see no. her? She's not at these taverns. That's not where she said she was going. Not to the thighs? Nope. Uh, she thought about it, but then remembered that Dogface Reynolds had given her a much a much hef- loftier and nicer place to stay. And would we know, would she have mentioned that to us? Or was this something that happened after she went ashore? I think she went were you, walking and... Were you on the tour with Dogface Reynolds? Um, Earlier in the day, yes. Okay, then you yeah, may have a chance of remembering it. Uh, so I'm going to give you three names and you can pick which one it is and we'll take it from there. It's either the Yellow Fin, Brown Hall, or the Free Balconies. Yellow Fin sounds very uh, familiar. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm going to go with Yellow Fin. If I'm wrong, then... We'll go from there, but I'm I'm going with my hunch first. So I, I, I look to Annika and I go, I remember something by that weird man. He said, yellow fin. Is there, do you see a sign for that around here? It's on the other side of the island. You have to take the bridges because it's high tide. Oh, so you have boy. to go around the sandbars. It's going to take you about 45 minutes to get there. 40 to 45 minutes walk. It's in Sunset Haven. The S. So if you're looking at the map, the yellow fin, if you can see it, is down under where it says Sunset Haven past Sutter's Bay. You are all the way up, not far from where it says Le Guavir in the Sunrise Haven, up at the very top. Oh, Christ. All right. Well, we don't have another choice. All right. So 45 minutes later, you still have about an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, you can, to get back quicker... Uh, the next time you can take a, you can probably get a, a ferry across from Brown Hall back to Sunrise Haven. But by the time you arrange that this time, it, it, it's it's really not to get to the boat would be quicker. But to get to where you're going, the Yellow Fin is probably just as easy to use the, the the rope bridges and stuff. You make it to the Yellow Fin. She's not there. You picked the wrong building. God damn it! Are the other ones around? The free balconies is where it shows it on the map. At the uh, directly across Black Spot Bay from where Sunrise Haven is, and the other one, Brown Hall, is actually very close to there. You see them in the middle, Brown Hall and Free Balconies. All right, then we'll check Brown Hall next because that's closer. Um, All right, so it takes you about another twenty minutes to make your way back into the Hook, and there, to your surprise, oh, some of my favorite people right there be them. Oh, look at that, Dogface Reynolds. I'm sure you remember. How you doing there, Miss? How's, uh, how are you? How's Annika? Very nice to see you again. All the way up there. Getting a lot of rain, are you? Well, probably not that much more than us, but that's okay. How you be, girl? Wonderful to see you. We are actually on a, a mission of utmost importance. Good sir. Have you seen, um, Isabel, the beautiful Castilian in our company? We are trying to find her. Big hat, bigger feather. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Believe it or not. Of course I know where she is. She's over at the free balconies. Of and course. she's charging she's charging a farthing a tickle. That's what she's doing up there. She's making a handful of money left and right. With the feather. 
from her hat, I mean, not I to be am, disrespectful. I am so sure. Um, excellent. Thank you. Lovely to see you again. Um, we must be oh, on what are, our way. What are, what are, you're, what are, you're leaving. You're leaving. You're, you're in such a hurry. I, I can come with you. Maybe we can have a drink. Sir, I'm afraid that we are going to have to take, a, as you call it, a rain check on that. But best believe oh. when, when we see you again, I will buy you two pints of ale. One for each fist. But we must be going. We must get our good Ezra back. And we must find Isabel. Oh. All right, then. Well, fair weather and good sailing. If, if, in case you do happen to, to, to leave Labuka without me having a chance to say goodbye to you properly. And you say goodbye to that, that nice, that nice uh, girl of yours with the feather in her hat. Like I said, Jezebel. She's, uh, she's a hell of a, hell of a Jenny player. And, and she's uh, a hell of a tickle. Thank you. Uh, good night. Good night. And with, we will just exit from there and go to free balcony. So the rain, the rain does start to come in a little bit. It's just, uh, you know, it's clear. Uh, it's just drizzle. It's nothing serious. There's torches all over the place as you make your way across Jacob's ladder and back into the hook. The hook is really populated. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of people moving about. There are city watch guards happening and uh, Alyssa and Annika, you can't help but notice that as you're walking, there are now children following you. Probably about half a dozen. No. And every street you turn, another one gets added. No. And they're they're sitting on 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 like barrels or against, you know, horse posts, and as they watch you go, they just fall in behind. And they're about maybe 50, 60 feet traveling behind you. But as you turn, I mean, by the time you reach the free balconies, you're looking at a dozen. I just have one thing to say to you, storyteller. If mm-hmm. fog rolls in and <laughs> it is raining. children start brandishing knives. It is raining. I that'll be it for me. I will leave. No, they don't. We don't need to pay any attention to them. Um, that is a callback to our original Cthulhu campaign when I told our dear sweet storyteller that I am afraid of children in horror movies, and he said, Great idea, let's run with it. And I, I was actually did it first. I did it and then you told kebobbed. me. <laughs> anyway, so um I I take note of the children, um, but I try not to pay them too much mind. Like I, I'm aware that they're there, but I'm focusing on getting Isabel. I'm trying not to because in my head, if I acknowledge them, they're going to start swarming. So about half a block away from the free balconies. Uh, Lisa, are you going in to try to find Isabel? Absolutely. And I would like to search for her. Um, I'd like to open up the door and I sort of survey the room for a moment before I cut my hand over my face again. And I go, I don't think quiches are all that great. It's drowned out by a Spanish song. La Fortuna. You hear this, this the Spanish guitar going off. And... Lauren, what was the famous uh, gypsy guitarist that we watched? Uh, Benice? Benice. Was it Benice? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yes. Like the flamenco, (laughs) fado, guitarist. Yeah. Absolutely. Paco de Lucia, whatever. And you have this 12-string Spanish guitar playing. And then you hear, ha, ha, ha. And you see on on the chandelier in the middle of the, the place, Isabel swing across holding on to it, her sword brandishing, 
and everyone's like, ah! And every time she comes near one of the balconies, four or five men will try to touch the, her her rapier, and they, ah! And she goes back the other way, and she looks down, and Elisa is standing in the doorway as these men and women are, ole, ole! And I'm sort of... <laughs> yeah, you're not fighting them, you're just touching sabers. Yeah. I, I would just like to point out that I'm looking at you in horror and I'm also thinking that you look pretty cool right now. I'm like, I didn't know that she could do something like that, but I'm also looking at you like in a way that conveys we need to leave. Like I'm sort of like uh, miming at her and I'm miming at the door. Like, let's go. We need to leave. There's quite little that is going to stop Isabel in the middle of a performance. This isn't a performance. This is just a good time. Okay. I was performing. It's devolved into this. But, um, you know what we're gonna do? The guitarist I've commandeered still, still playing my epic soundtrack. Thank you. I've instructed someone on how to clap appropriately in, in beat. Um, Isabel still swinging on the chandelier back and forth. Gentlemen, my lovely quartermaster is here to take me away from you. No, 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 no. I know, and it's, it's it's such a sadness to leave you. My accent is completely gone. It'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get my tickle. Yes, somebody screams out something along those lines. I'm next in line. Well... Well, gentlemen, if you'd like me to come back, there's there's the accent. Well, gentlemen, if you would like me to come back, she takes off her hat and starts swinging the chandelier, like passing it gently along the balcony, like put money in my hat, fucker. Okay. <laughs> like, if you want me to come back, if you loved me, and she's just flourishing the hat, like give me something. Yeah. All right. So you end up with maybe about I don't know, fifteen guilders out of it. Fuck yeah, that's more than I made. After I paid for the room, which I'm no longer allowed to use. <laughs> this is and ridiculous. You, and you do a, a, a very beautiful dismount onto the t- onto a table, spilling over a cheap red wine uh, and uh, destroying, destroying the, whatever fowl was on the, uh, whatever bird, you know, roasted bird was on someone's plate. It all just goes as, and you do a heel click as you, ju- as you step down and you walk over to Elisa and, Take your bows and everyone's clapping. The women are just as disappointed. And as you look outside, you see Annika is now helping Ezra up and looking at about 15 or 20 children staring at them, just gathering around the outside of the free balconies. Well, what is it? We need to leave immediately. Why? Before the time. I've paid... I've paid for the room. Isabel, I swear, I promise I will pay you back out of the ship's coffers, but we need to leave. It's urgent. I was making a beautiful profit here. Isabel, we need to go. And I grab her hand and I gesture her to the... um, I lead her out of the building and I quickly explain that something has happened on the ship. Something terrible. Mama. They you fuck? start hearing, Mama. The they're hell is that? Mama. No. They're all, they're all starting to say, Mama. 
and it's getting louder. What the, what I, the hell is that? I start dragging her. I break off well, into I'm, a run. You don't need to drag me anymore, bitch. I'm running. Well, I still have an iron grip on your hand as oh, we oh, run away. And I, oh, with my, my other no, hand. No, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop that, okay? We get it. <laughs> with my other hand, I reach out and I grab Annika's shirt and I sort of push her forward in the direction that we need to go to and I Boy. make sure that she we need to leave I know Mama this, What have you Mama. brought me? Everything Mama. was fine Everything Mama. was fine before you showed up So they're just they're starting to bounce as they're chanting and more are coming running up different streets and you guys take off down it's, The pursuit is just that it's a chase and you've got a good jump on them as they because there's still more coming in. But as you're running now, you'll hear a bottle smashes, um, torches get thrown, things you know, a knife whips past Annika's head and sticks into a building as she's making a quick turn. Ezra's like, "This is getting serious!" Like you know, the whole bit. And now there's about thirty of them, and several of them have the same white painted face as the boy who was who was killed as Masai, but. It's you know it's a full run dash, it's 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 a gotta go gotta go, you you make your way across the rope bridges, and here you have an option. There is a guard on either side of the rope bridge. If you decide you want to cut that rope bridge so the children cannot come against you, you would have to knock out the guards. Now, the four of you could easily take on a guard on one end, a guard on another. It's not that big of a deal. You can knock him over the uh, the side, which is pretty high up, and he'd land in the water. He should be fine. Uh, on the other side, he'll hear the guy scream. He'd try to be ready for you. But there's it's not like there's a lot of defense to the bridge. But it's attacking this, the island's guard, who are known as the Finn. Or you run across, they're going to be kids following right after you, because they're not going to stop mother's children. They're not, not, that, they're not going to try to stop that many. So what would you like to do? I would like to run across and handle the guy on the other side. So you're starting to run and you, 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 you say to your team, I got the one on the other bank and you start running across yeah. as you approach. So who's taking care of the guard on this side? Why do we, why do we have to take care of him? Oh, you're just going to cut the bridge on the other side. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's fine. Okay. I think right, that Yosef, would be, you know, that way it's like, we just look like we're trying to catch the tide or, or something. Yep. And we run and then it's like, sorry, I'm so sorry. Whack, cut. Yep. So the bridge does have a small toll. You throw two guilders as you go running by. It hits the ground. The guy bends to pick him up. He's like, what the hell? And then, mom, mother, mama, mama. And they're, they're, he's like, oh my God. And he starts running with you. And it looks like a scene when one person outpaces the other. So, <laughs> yeah, he's actually gaining on Yezebel as he's... As he's screaming, this is bad. This is bad. Cut the rope. Cut the rope. And the, the other, like, like when Barbara outran the rest of the dwarves. Exactly. Thank you, Gregor. Um, so by not taking out the guard on the other side, you've made it the town guard's decision to cut the bridge. Excellent. Well awesome. done. Otherwise, it would have been another, another sin added to your listed category with the people of Labuka. So... I mean, at this point, we have so many. What's one more? The guard on the far side of the bridge is... <laughs> 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 oh, we're on it! 
You make it off. Annika makes it off. Ezra makes it off. The guard is already over there cutting the other cord with him. Quicker, daft fool! And the kids are now halfway across the bridge. Mother! Mother! And you hear... (laughs) And they go falling into the drink. And they're like, what have you done? Why are they after you? I don't know! Lord, if we know, we're just... We're getting out of here. And I grab onto whoever is nearest to me and I just keep running. I'll have to tell Adelaide about this. She needs to know what you've done. Oh God, they're climbing. And you look down and there's already some kids trying to climb onto the, the rocks below. Yeah, and the I'm other already ones on the gone. Other side are, on the other side, uh, Alyssa's already gone. On the other side, they're going, mother, mother. And, and it's like, oh Jesus. So everyone just starts running again. If Annika sees this, she goes, They've got very good arms. <laughs> Not Strong <the> arms. <laughs> wow. And Ezra's, Ezra's finally undrunk. Damn your mother! <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. I would like to point out, for the second time, everything was beautiful until you showed up! Everyone! Damn it! You people! My life was great! <laughs> you uh you make your way quickly through this the, the cliffs of this these you know over the top of the sandbars and you finally hit street again with you know compacted road and in that part of the town as you come through a bottle swings a, a, you know a and you look over and there's more ki- not as many only about seven or eight but one's on a rooftop ah, mother mother and you're like, god damn it and you just you just make your way to the docks the captain has all three crews on deck. Everyone's, it's all hands on, you know, all hands, you know, to the deck and to the sheets. Gregor, you, your, your crew comes running up pretty quickly um, with one guard directly behind them. And another one has made his way past the, you know, you see him running across the do- the top of the docks and making his way deeper into town. But one of them is running up the gangplank right behind Jezebel. <sighs> Wait. One of the guards is? Yeah. And he goes, Oh, why am I here? Okay, he just um, was running and following you. <laughs> yes, just why going. are you here? Do we have the pilot to pull us out yet? Yes, the, the okay. give him to the pilot. And you're, you're already I, roped up, and the boat is ready to be to- towed out. I was going to say I would have had basically a prepared action for the moment they are on deck and everybody's accounted for. We're pulling a, a all right, pilot, go. I can explain to this guy in a minute. The gang, they just kick the gangplank away. Just <laughs> hits the water. And sails are already starting to expand. People are using poles to get, you know, clear of the docking and everything. And um, I'm yelling for more speed, even from the little paddle tugboat, whatever. I'm like, faster, you fool. Yeah, on the way out of the, of the bay, it's, it, it, is, it is guided out, but with, a, with rope and a tow, because you're not really able to get oh, okay. to full sails in the back. Yeah. On the way in, you're kind of cruising in at, at, at your speed, right? And you and you cut sails, and you kind of just slide up. This That's one, your tugboat thing, kind of. It's kind of like, yeah, it's there's six men in a rowboat ahead of you, and they're just just helping the ship just okay. start to pick up momentum, because otherwise it'd be a slow pull. But within, you know, 45 minutes, you're in open water. The guard, has, the guard jumps over the side and makes his way. He wasn't wearing heavy armor or anything, just, he's just a regular pirate guard. And, uh, gets into the rowboat and uh, I don't know what you've done, but you will not be forgotten here. Sarah from Labuka. You outstayed your welcome. I'm sure of it. Mother's going to be very disappointed. Well, we'll deal with that at another time. Um, what? 
the bloody hell did you do? What happened? Oh, it's not what I did. It's what our good captain did. Welcome back aboard, you two. Come this way, please. I was enjoying the best night I've had in several months. Making an honest living. I was, I booked a room. Goose talk and walk, pillows. talk and walk. Come on. Oh, you do not give me orders. What is this? You I make will... your way, I guess, you, I guess you go into your cabin again, Captain? Yeah. Okay, um, everybody's there gathered. I have a question for you, sir. Yep. Uh, would I have kept the body in the... I mean, I, I assume I would have because it's like we can't dispose of it discreetly in Bay. No, no. Okay, so um, he is still in the cabin. Yes. Okay. So I bring uh, Elisa and Annika, if you want to be there for it or you can go do whatever else but oh i want to uh, be there for it <laughs> of course you do don't you all worry. right so everybody I, I pull everybody into the cabin and just point to the dead kid in the corner what happened he tried to sneak onto the ship i tried to capture him i accidentally shot him i accidentally killed him when i shot at him why did you shoot at him because he was trying to get on the ship he said he was looking for something so you shoot the child? If he's You're looking for what I think he's looking for, then yes. Threatened by a child. Okay, noted. The... It's a threat to the mission, Isabel. What are we going to do? The important takeaway from this is that now we are There's cursed. There's apparently a curse. Cursed! Which we saw tonight, Captain... We were followed and attacked by groups of children that looked very similar to Annika, GM Annika, at the mere mention of the word curse, shakes her head, goes to the prow of the ship, bends down on one knee and starts talking to Odin. All right, well, we'll take care of that in a second. I'm praying, like, under my breath silently, holding my, my amulet. Upon the mention of running away from groups of children, I just give Isabella a side angle. What was that about being threatened by children? There were 30 of them, and they were shouting. And oh, told- shouting children. So scary. Yeah, it's very scary. The when point they- is, the child was trying to get at our... Whatever this fucking thing is. I didn't mean to kill him. I've killed him. Now we have to deal with the consequences. Shit happens every day at sea. Shit happens, you've shot a child! I would just like to point out that they weren't just shouting. Um, A few of them actually smashed bottles against doorsteps um, yes. to create makeshift knives. Uh, one threw a knife at Annika, barely missed. Um, Another one threw a bucket at me. And I... It was not good. It was a bucket of shit. Well, we've all had a very rough evening. How about we just leave? What are we going to do about the body? Because you cannot keep it. Uh, burial at sea. It happens, uh, ha- burial at sea happens all the time. And what about his mother? Who's going to be very concerned? And She's cursed already us. concerned. She's already cursed us. Would you like to go deliver his body back? Absolutely not. I'm not going anywhere back there. But now I worry what this curse means for the ship. Is it... It's probably not localized. Are we going to see children elsewhere? Is something going to happen to the ship? This isn't good. It's not good to start off our journey this way. 
No, exactly. And quite frank. And quite frankly, fuck this ship. What about us? The I don't is, want to die. Not for sh- this. The ship is I connected don't to our livelihood. So out on the out on the prow, Annika, under the the night sky, the spray of the sea now starting to come up as uh, the Seraphim makes her way up to full to her full seven and a half knots uh, in fair in fair seas and good skies. Just a little bit of rain, just a little spitting from the sky. Uh, you do see the moon. It's pretty full. What are you saying to Odin? What is what is it you're trying to evoke or do? Well, actually, maybe not Odin. I would maybe talk to, like, Njord. I think it's Njord. Is the sea god, yes. Yes, Njord is the sea god. I would basically, because I'm on a ship right now, I'd be like, Njord, forgive us. and Forgive my captain for his transgressions against whatever witch has set upon him. Give us fair winds. Keep us alive. Your, your loyal servant asks for a sa- asks for safe journey to enact the will of the three fates. My destiny is not to die today, and I will give I will give you whatever you desire in return. It's that kind of thing of like, I beseech thee. I am a loyal servant. Give us give us fair seas. Matthias comes up to you, and uh, he's standing there. He's, he's one of the people in your one of your gang. He's part of the gang that you run. Oh, I, I thought Sandy was my lead. He is, but Sandy didn't approach. Matthias did. Oh, okay. And he's like, "Everything all right, Miss?" She shakes her head. No, doesn't say anything else. At least we have some birds to help guide us out to sea. Never a bad sign, true. And you look up, and there's two crows. flying over the top of the prow of the ship. They circle the nest where no one is currently manning it because everyone's on sales duty and pulling ropes and getting the, you know, everything lined up. But you see two, two, what you think are either crows or ravens circling around the boat and they begin squawking very good, very loud. Annika looks like invigorated. She like claps Matthias on the shoulder and goes, you're right. It is a good day. <laughs> so he's like, oh, that's good, miss. That's good. I was afraid we were all getting a pantsing. And he walks away. So you the, still uh, might. The rest of the night. So how how are we doing the burial at sea? We're just uh, doing a cast off. What are we looking to do here? Tying a rock or a cannonball to his ankle and hucking him over. What kind of monster are you? We, we need to do this in the most respectful way possible. There's already a curse on us. We don't need it to get any worse by just tying a cannonball to his ankle saying, here you go, and just flitting him off the plank. We're That's not, not going to yeet the youth, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a new church camp bungee jumping thing. Elisa does bring a good, up a good point. There's no point in... Uh, risking any further bad omens. Uh, Annika. Yeah? You, uh, your people have a, an ocean deity, eh? Are there any prayers that, or any ceremonies that you know of? I would, like, Annika would go, yeah, but you don't believe in it. I point to the boy. 
Well, it's not a matter about about believing or not. It's just a matter of, as we've said, reverence, politeness. Fair enough. Uh, first we wrap him, and then I can sing an old song about Njord and his journeys, I suppose. So, <clears throat> yes, you uh, wrap the body, and shortly after about 2 a.m., by the time you're fully out to sea, and with uh, Laboka already starting to fade, uh, you actually you are coming around the crown of the North Arch and heading your way down. Uh, it'll be probably dawn before it's actually faded fully from your sight. But you are making decent speed in time. Um, and like I said, the uh, the shores of Labuki can just sort of make them out, but uh, the, the Seraphim is doing her thing very well. Cruz acted 100% the way it's supposed to. But So about 2 a.m., Annika starts singing an old uh, uh, Vestin Metavenir dirge. And... Uh, Ezra and the captain tip the body over. Everyone's on deck. Does a, you know, definitely makes a a moment of silence for the body as he's given over to the deep. And uh, that is how we will enter into the morning of the 13th of April. After, I was was just going to say, after the body is interred to the sea, uh, I go back to my quarters, lock the door, and just uh, pray, basically. Okay. It's like, you know, again, he knows things happen, people die. This was still an accident. He's not happy about it. All right, understood. Anybody else doing anything before trying to catch some sleep or anything before the watches start to change in the morning? Elisa would also take time to um, just pray and just sort of take her moment to just really sort of just pray and take everything in. Isabel? Isabel... For those that are awake, she gathers um, the the ten or so crew members that she's become closest to, so the Marines, um, just, you know, checking on them, morale and all, pass around bottle of wine, you know, it's yeah. not a, it's not a so- totally somber event, but it's like, look, we're here, we're okay, we're gonna press on. Uh, Edmundo comes out with a tray of ca- of candied sugared chestnuts, um, and he offers everyone. They're called the nipples of Venus, and that's what they used to be referred to as. Yes, it's from. And he's like, sweet, something to lift the spirits. Edmundo, you are a treasure. So he passes those around. He's like, of course we're having the nipples. Come on. But he passes those around, and for people on deck, offers one to Ezra on his tin flute. Annika, you know, who's pacing the decks. And uh, that's how the uh, evening will end to the morning. Everyone makes watch. People that are appropriately up. Elisa, I'm sorry. You, you're you the one at about 8 a.m. Uh, where one of the men, Pregel, comes up. He's one of uh, Ezra's men that Ezra's been getting to know over the last day or so. And uh, he says, Miss Thomas, if I could just have a quick word with you, please. Of course. Um, what is it that you need? What can I help you with? Just want to say, ma'am, I know that we're going to be getting underway, and I wasn't sure if you'd be wanting to, to set up. I, I, I'm not trying to tell you what to do in any way, shape, or form, miss. I, I'm sure you, you've been quartermasters many times, but with a journey of our length and with us carrying the water casks that we have, are you be putting down a water ration? Some of the men have been hitting the casks a little hard after last night and just trying to clear their heads. So I wasn't sure if you were putting out a water, a water ration, as it were. 
Don't mean to start a problem. No, no, of, of course not. I, I thank you. I admit I hadn't noticed after last night. I will speak with the captain and set that in place. Very good, ma'am. And he makes the, there's no hat on, but he gives you the that half salute of the tip of the hat. Like if he was wearing a cap. So he kind of gives you one of those and makes his way back to his, his station. Um, during the day, I'm assuming, like I said, good good sailing seas for the next couple days, uh, thanks to a good roll from the captain. So we have good weather ahead of us. Uh, is everyone just drilling, doing what they're doing? Like Jezebel's working with the Marines. Ezra's got his gunner crews trying to get at, you know down to where they're firing once every, what is it, roughly 90 seconds or two minutes, I think, on a cannon. Um, where they, you know, And he's changing sides. All right, so what happens is, crew, your team of men are yours during the actions when things get hairy or out of control. Each set of 10 will be on duty eight hours in a day. They'll also train with you another three or four, and then they have the rest of the time down. So if you have the, if your crew has the night shift, you know, the, the overnight, the dog watch, whatever they call that, the late shift, um, your 10 men won't, you know, as you come on in the morning, you'll train with them and then they'll, they'll get their rest. So the hammocks are constantly being rotated, right? So you have enough, it's not like everybody ever sleeps at once. So downstairs, you probably have like, I don't know, 15 or 20 hammocks because, you know, two, two shifts may be off while one shift's working and in between. So that's sort of how it works. And people kind of share space. A boat is not good for privacy. So if what we want to do is we want to establish first, first crew, second crew, third crew. So why don't we just do it this way? Since we wrote them up the way I, I presented them for now, the early morning shift from we'll just do eight. We'll just do by eights, right? From eight to four is going to be Ezra's cannon crew. So then he'll train with them in the afternoons until 8 PM. And then they'll have dinner and they'll go about Jezebel's is four to midnight. Okay. And then for now, Annika's is midnight to eight. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So if anything happens on board, You'll know your watch one is Ezra, watch two is Jezebel, watch three is is Annika. All right. And that's just, there's always men of sailing, you know, working and some are whittling and singing and doing things like that. All right. So, Alisa, you're going to set up, a, uh, I guess, Captain, are you guys okay with putting that other gun on the deck as a bow chaser, a nine pounder, in case you need to single, you know, just get somebody out there? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. If Monkey can make it work safely. I, okay, I so, trust Ezra. This is his area of expertise. I go with what he says. Absolutely. All right. And then the other thing is you wanted to set up, um, how are you setting up water rationing? Just, uh, I mean, at this point you just started out, so it's not, but you do have, I mean, you have enough water for about a month and you are on a three week cruise. So, you know, if things get a little, if you do run into some problems, you're going to, fresh water could be an issue, but you have limes to keep the scurvy away. You have all the stuff you need, mm -hmm. but are you doing anything for the water? Or, I mean, you hard to lock it all the way. You're putting a guard on it. You're just trusting the men. What do you want to do? Um, I guess for now, because it's so early and everything, it's just keeping an eye on it because I don't, okay. I don't want the crew to think that I don't trust them, that we don't trust of course. them. So and that's not a bad way to be. Yeah. We just kind of keep an eye on it. And you know, if I notice that everyone's taking a little bit more than the sh then like their fair share like if some if people are really going hard into it then is that's when i'm going to just say 
we have enough for a month, but that's not accounting for if we get stuck somewhere, if there's bad weather. Yeah. So, and it's, you're not in the super hot areas yet. I mean, it's warm here, but not that kind of warm. Like, like during the days right now, you're still in the, in the, you know, the low seventies, it shouldn't be that kind of consumption. When you hit the TB and C, by the time you get there, you're talking about early May. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, two, yeah, it's going to be early May. It's already going to be climbing in the daytime to like mid seventies or low eighties by that point. Yeah. So just keeping an eye on it, um, making sure that our rations aren't fully depleting. Okay. Annika, your men have the the late, late watch. Do you have them get up four hours earlier at 8 p.m. to train, or do you stay up with them afterwards to train a little bit after their shift? Um, I want them to get, like, as much rest as possible. So if I'm going to wake them, if I'm going to have them do drills, I'm going to do it after they've done their shift. If that I like that. Sense. So yeah. I'll let them sleep through the night. Then I wake them up for their shift. Then we'll work in the mornings, and then that'll be it. I think that is how I want to do it. Okay, your men are also so you're bosun, right? Your job is that you're in charge of basically discipline mm-hmm. on the ship, yeah, and making sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Your men are also, most of your men are carpenters and repair smiths. So during battle, if no one's boarding the ship, your people are going to be in charge of putting things back together and clearing the deck. Like as you take cannon shots or hits, you may have to clear rub, you know, you know, axes and hammers and stuff to get like clear rigging away and everything else to make clear for action. So your, your crew is really about keeping the ship functional. So those four hours that you're working, a lot of time is spent on, you know, if this happens, I want you guys to make sure you're on charge of this situation. You're our, you know, our sales, our sale Smith. If we have to cut rigging away, I want to try to keep as much as we can. I don't want to lose. So you're just basically giving them all the, that run of the mill stuff. Um, and Isabel, you're working with your men as well on the Marines. Are you just doing target practice? Are you discussing defensive procedures? Are you training them in sword? How are you trying to help them out? So I, my specialty is like I'm I'm pretty equally good at you know shooting and blades, right? Um, but in a combat situation, I would much rather them be good at hand to hand because once you fire a shot, you got to reload it. Yep. So a lot of defensive technique. Like, protect yourselves, protect the ship, get people off of it, like, before they even get on. Okay. That type of thing. Um, and I'm trying to modify... I'm not I'm not teaching them Castilian fencing. It's really, you know... Right. You know, ABC, 1 plus 1 equals 2 stuff. That way, there's no... There's little finesse. It's not pretty, but it's effective, what I'm trying to oh. teach them. Understood. Understood. Blocking techniques, how to use all limbs in a fight. Yeah. You know, if you block with this, you still have a free hand, you punch. Yeah, you're just trying to get them used to feeling, you know, mm-hmm. cl- comfortable in a fight, getting close. Occasionally, I will jump out at a crew member brandishing a weapon to see how fast they react. What are you, Kato? Yeah, I was thinking of like a Kato moment. Or, Kato, you know, I don't, more... I do not want to train today. Or, more appropriate to my generation, I'm Gustav from Why Him. Okay, there you go. Much more appropriate. Um, Much more appropriate. Age appropriate. Yeah. I will say, with the discussion of they're keeping an eye on the water, 
I am watching Edmundo very closely. I don't want anybody to have an excuse to be mad at him or me. Well, he is a water hog. I understand that. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm really trying. <laughs> I understand. He washes everything. He cleans everything. He pre-washes his rice. I mean, you have to understand. This is not. Well, he's a chef. I know. I'm he like, may start Edmundo, having to please. cook everything in lime juice. You gotta wash the rice. It's a lovely lime grilled chicken, and um, and lime stew, and key lime pie. Everything is limes. All right. So the first two days go by uneventful. It's the fifteenth, and Captain, your journal entries have been all ship and crew. You know, doing well. Uh, training goes goes well. The Seraphim. Is making good time. She's cutting the water well. You know, everything is, the boat, everything is really good. And at about 6 p.m. on the 15th, that's a Saturday, I believe. Yes, Saturday the 15th. Uh, the, Elisa, you are notified again that this time, you know for sure someone's been in the water casks. Uh, they're not, the, the top's not put back on. And two rats have drowned in it, in one of the water casks. So you've got a 40-gallon barrel of water with floating rat in it. Well, that's unusable now. That's going to cut into your water supply by at least a day. I, the the people that reported it to me, um, do they know of anyone that they saw near the water around this time? Has anyone seen who was near the water at this time? Just be- before I call everyone. Yeah, no miss. All right, thank you. Um could you take care of the cask for me? I, I don't want it near the others. Um, I don't want anyone to accidentally drink from it. You, you want us to dump it, miss? Yes, if the rats were in there, it's, it could contaminate. I don't want sick people. Our doctor is good, but he won't be that good if everyone drinks from this contaminated water. We need the crew healthy and in shape. We're just going to have to... Figure out a different plan for the water. Um, until then, I would like a volunteer to stay near the cast. So I can um, figure out. Of course, ma'am. Uh, uh, one of the uh, one of Jezebel's Marines is, makes the logical choice. They're, gun, they're being trained properly, and they're the ones that always carry weapons as well. Um, Jezebel, who do you want to have guarding? Your men are now taking on the action of guarding the water casks. Who would you like to start with? Your second, in, your second Meeks? And just every, you know, every couple hours replace somebody? Um, yeah, I'll put Meeks on it. Lovely Meeks. Okay. Meeks trustworthy. Um, Meeks comes down, Elisa, they're, uh, they're trying to, they're going to dump the water right here. They're just going to get to the gun port and pour it over the side. Um, and, uh, one of them says, do you, there's a smell. What? They lift a few more barrels, and in total, four of them have rats floating in it. Someone go fetch the captain. So, the captain is fetched. Captain, uh, quartermaster needs to see you below, sir. I follow the man down to the to Elisa. Alright. They're there. What seems to be the problem? Oh, God's that smell! That is exactly what the issue is. And I turn to him with my... How many? Four that I can find so far. 
I don't know about the rest. We have to open the rest of them to see. We'll have to search them all. How far back does that set us on water supplies? I won't know for sure, but think of each cask as one day. Yep, roughly. We only have a month's supply of water here. About five days less. Um, That we know of so far. The man that went and fetched me, I went and have, have him go grab Annika. Okay. Annika, you're summoned down below deck. Her face scrunches up when she arrives, doesn't say anything, kind of understands what's been going on because of the ship's talk, and crosses her arms, waiting to hear what Cap has to say. Annika, you're in charge of the pants, the pantsing of the crew. We need to find out who left lids off or what happened. I think I have an idea of what this might be pertaining to. Rats get on ships all the time, Miss Lisa. Not like this. I've been on ships. I've had an entire I've had an entire shipment full of water get tainted before. I understand what you mean about the cares, but there's no need to panic. Ah! Sure, that's literally the noise that comes out of Annika's mouth. Like, ah! Please stop saying that word. That was awesome. Apologies, Miss Finlay. All right, we won't we won't say the c word out loud. Ezra, what? what We are not cursed. Crows fly over ship. This is just something else. Crows. Is that supposed to make me feel better? If she's seen crows, I. Keeper, is there any any place between here and Fort Freedom? that we can do that or is yeah but it's still going to be at least, it's three weeks till you reach the atibian sea so okay. you're pretty much on a straight sail now it, it, this is this is just start to water ration a little bit and just be cautious at this point so it's still a couple of weeks until a resupply place yeah you're okay. you, i'm not sure your maps would have the canary islands plus they're pretty far down um you're you're now crossing from what was um I'm not sorry, not the. You are coming off of Labuka Street. Now, yeah, there's nothing there. There's nothing in the middle. So, Jezebel's going to post a guard. We're going to dump the casks, and the captain's going to check his charts, but not find much in case of there. And um, can I have. I want to go through and I want to check the rest of the casks just to make sure that none of them are contaminated. I want to know exactly how much water we have left so I can properly ration and so I know what to tell the men. Okay. You've lost four. So four it's total. only the four. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, I turn to Captain Smythe and go, summon men now? Summon them all to the deck. We'll deliver all the news at once. Do you want me to do it, or would you like to give them your rousing speech? Uh, you, you have much of a better bedside manner than I do. You could do it. We both know... That is not true. Ha <laughs> <laughs> But you do have more fun at it. Okay, so the men are the men are brought up on deck. All watches, you know, so even the ones that are sleeping are roused up. And with the exception of Jezebel's guard, uh, Meeks, who is now guarding the water casks carefully, um, and the other water's been poured out of the gun ports. Uh, Annika, everybody else is basically on, on deck. Uh, all right, I... Basically let them stew in it for about a minute as I count the heads and make sure, like, the number is correct. Yep, they are there. Storyteller, do I know what's going on yet? 
I know that like we're yeah somebody was like pilfering the water, but I wasn't downstairs. Okay, so you, you're about to hear it now, but okay. you know one of your men was asked to be assigned to it. All right. I just assume people have been pilfering. All right, so Annika, she doesn't mean to be this intimidating, but she starts cracking her fingers just to like ease some tension, but it's coming off a little weird. <laughs> like, it's more menacing. Mm-hmm. There are women on this ship, right? Bob, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm a woman. Je- I'm just no, but there's also women in the crew. Yeah. Gentlemen, ladies, there has been a theft and also a sabotage. Or at the very least, su- something has contaminated our water supply. Four days we've lost. Whoever did it, or, or even is the thief, because you left the casts open, the rats have infested our fresh water supply. You have hurt your fellow crewmates. If you come forward now, I promise you, your punishment will not be as severe. But if you try and lie or hide, it will no longer be a disrobing. It will be a flogging. So, now's your chance. Who was... taking more water than was assigned. And that's where we'll call it for tonight. So we want to thank you for listening. Um, we're about to find out exactly what punishments are on the Seraphim before Yezebel and Edmundo have a panic attack and realize that they may not be able to do a, a, a full four-course meal tonight because they're short on water. Um, but we'll, we'll find out more about that as we, uh, as we play forward. Crew, good, good job. I'm excited to see where this is going. Uh, rats in the water. That's, uh, yeah. Don't rats swim? Wasn't that a ZZ let the... Top song? No, but don't rats know how to swim? Just asking. All right, so from there, we'll uh, say goodnight to everybody from all of us at the Barda College. Until next time, thanks for, thanks for listening. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of the Seraphim. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you would be interested in helping us continue to bring these adventures to you, Please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege to gain access to our solo adventures, interviews with the writer and casts, and advanced news about our appearances at conventions. You can also follow us on Facebook at the Bardic College page. Until next time, may all your days be filled with fair weather and calm seas.